Welcome to BankCast, a podcast from the Federal Home Loan Bank of Dallas for people working in the financial services sector and related industries. I'm Carrie Curry with the Federal Home Loan Bank of Dallas and your host. I'm joined by three guests, Fred Malik, Managing Director of Fortified with the Insurance Institute for Business and Home Safety, or IBHS for short, and Julie Shayu-Woodard, President and CEO of Smart Home America. Greg Hetrick, Senior Vice President and Director of Community Investment at FHLB Dallas, is also with us. IBHS conducts research to identify and promote effective actions to strengthen homes, businesses, and communities against natural disasters. And Smart Home America is a nonprofit that provides education and technical assistance that helps communities to be more resilient in the face of natural disasters, such as hurricanes and tornadoes. FHLB Dallas recently made $1.75 million available to qualified homeowners in its five-state district of Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, New Mexico, and Texas to install roofs that can withstand severe weather, including weather associated with hurricanes and tornadoes. So Greg, let's start with you. Could you tell us a little bit about how FHLB Dallas Fortified Fund came about? Sure, Carrie. Thanks for having me. FHLB Dallas learned firsthand several years ago about the power of fortified construction. When Hurricane Ida hit Louisiana, we saw that a rental property there that was supported by our affordable housing program really did incredibly well under the circumstances. 135 mile an hour winds and it stood up to it. When we found out about the property's performance under those conditions, we wanted to learn more and we learned quickly about what fortified construction can do to help mitigate the impact of a natural disaster. With additional learning and conversation with folks from IBHS and Smart Home America, we we really got quite well educated on it to where um, we decided that it was important for us to support the communities that our member financial institutions serve in staying ahead of natural disasters rather than reacting to them. And thus, we created this grant program to subsidize or, and in many cases fully pay for the cost of fortifying a home with a new roof. That's really interesting to hear that history, Greg. Can you tell us a little bit about how a homeowner would go about qualifying for this type of funding? Yeah, it's it's real important for a homeowner to understand who the Federal Home Loan Bank of Dallas is. So we're a wholesale financial institution. So all of our business transactions work through local financial institutions, banks, credit unions, et cetera. So to apply for the program, you've got to contact your local banker. You can look up on our website at fhlb.com to see if your bank is a member of FHLB Dallas, or you can call our 800 number to find out more about that. So the Fortified Fund is really two different grant programs in one. The first one is for existing homeowners that are looking to replace their home with a fortified roof. For homeowners 
looking to do that, you need to reach out to your local bank or whoever your banking relationship is or your credit union and talk to them about applying to FHLB Dallas. The main criteria is the household income. And if your household income is less than 120% area median income, then you would qualify from that regard. The second part of the qualification process has to do with your home actually being qualified for the fortified roof to be placed on it. And that requires an inspection by a qualified evaluator just to determine that your foundation is, is proper and that certain aspects of, of how the roof um, is already constructed is, is checked and verified by the, the inspector or the evaluator. Grants through this program are uh, up to $15,000. So we do believe that that grant can cover most every roof replacement uh, or at least a significant portion of it for any homeowner who's applying. The second part of the program is a new construction grant program. So if there are home builders out there who are interested in building to a fortified standard, we'll offer a grant payment up to $7,500 for the construction of that home to include a fortified roof. Greg, you touched on this a, a bit, but talk a little bit more about how this particular fund is different from FHLB Dallas's other disaster programs. The big difference here is that the Fortified Grant Program is proactive. It helps homeowners and communities get ahead of the natural disaster. In the past, we've spent a lot of money and continue to support communities that have been hit by natural disasters with our Disaster Rebuilding Assistance Program. And we'll continue to do that. This provides communities an opportunity to, to get ahead of the curve and prevent major damage. Obviously, this is a very new program and the funding was just very recently announced. Can you give us a feel for what kind of interest that you're seeing so far? Interest has been great. We've committed $1.75 million just for the uh, last four, four and a half months of the year. We expect to commit additional funds in 2024. Currently, we've taken 31 applications, totaling about $420,000 of those funds in just about a month's time. We've been really pleased with that level of response. So we think there's a, a lot of interest throughout our district for this grant program. Fred, I'd like to bring you into the conversation and would like to hear a bit more detail about what makes a roof fortified and how that's different from what we would consider a, a regular roof. Yeah, thank you, Carrie. I appreciate it and uh, happy to to shed a little bit of light on, on what the differences are. So from a disaster resilience perspective, there's four primary ways that, that fortified is different than a standard roof. First, we work with the roofing contractor to ensure that they nail the roof 
according to our standards, which doubles the strength of the the wood that the roof covering is ultimately nailed to. It it doubles its ability to stay in place even under high winds. So nailing it down is the first thing that makes it a little bit different. The second thing is called sealing it up. That's a, the installation of something called a sealed roof deck. If you watch a roof being installed on a new home or being replaced, the roof is ultimately nailed to something called the roof deck. And there are gaps between the boards that make up the roof deck. Each one of those gaps is a pathway for water to get in and cause absolute devastation inside a house, even if there's no structural damage. And Unfortunately, those become exposed far too often in these kinds of high wind events because the roof cover gets damaged and the layer that's on a common roof underneath that called the underlayment is pretty fragile and it will go almost immediately after the primary cover. So Fortified requires that a system be installed to seal that roof deck and cover up those gaps so that water can't find a pathway in. So that's the second way we're different. The third way we're different is something called locking it in. And when we talk about locking it in, what we're really trying to do is make sure that the roof covering is really well attached around the perimeter. As a science organization, we study quite a bit about how the wind moves over a roof. When you have a severe convective storm, a thunderstorm, or a hurricane, and what we've learned over time is that the highest pressures that are going to be experienced by that roof during those storms are going to be at the edges. And so we pay really close attention to how those edges are installed, whether you're talking about a shingle roof, a metal roof, or some other type of roof covering. We're really making sure that set of details is being uh, paid attention to and installed properly. And then the fourth primary way that we're different is uh, we have a verification process. You heard Greg allude earlier to uh, the evaluator, and the evaluator is an independent third party that works alongside the roofing contractor, documents the installation of the fortified roof uh, from start to finish, and then they submit that to to us here at IBHS. We look at the, the documentation that's provided, and once we confirm that the installation meets our fortified requirements, then we issue a certificate. And that certificate is what gets provided to the lending institutions and potentially to property insurers to open up the door for the grants to be paid and for potentially longer term insurance savings for those strengthened roofs. In hearing you kind of explain the process, that whole stronger construction process really seems to make common sense, especially in communities that are particularly vulnerable to hurricanes or high winds. Why is this not the general process for all roofs, especially in these vulnerable areas? Yeah, so, you know, we've learned an awful lot and the science continues to uncover different strategies and and different vulnerabilities that, that make up the roofs and that make up how houses perform in these extreme events. And so the science is rapidly exposing these different ways of doing things. And unfortunately, 
the building code process, the building process is slow to change, not unlike a lot of industries. And so uh, Fortified as a voluntary program and as a program that is incentivized by folks like FHLB Dallas gives people an opportunity to really take advantage of the most current cutting edge science that's out there. Thank you for that, Fred. Julie wanted to bring you in and and hear a little bit about how Smart Home America embraced the fortified method for roofing. Can you tell us a little bit about that and and where Smart Home is currently working? Yes, thanks, Carrie, and so glad to be here with you today. Smart Home America is a nonprofit that's based out of Mobile, Alabama, and we um, found the fortified program in sort of a sense of desperation back after Katrina hit. But in 2006, we entered into a insurance crisis, um, very similar to what you are seeing now in Louisiana and Florida, where it was very hard for homeowners um, and small business owners to maintain affordable insurance or qualify for insurance. And so we had a group of thought leaders who did become Smart Home America look out and see who's building and how are they building and who's doing it the best way and what makes sense for us. And at that time, which was way back in 2008 and 2009, our founders found IBHS and found the Fortified Program and learned everything they could about it brought it back to the coast of Alabama, sat down with builders and code officials and said, okay, this just makes sense. It's common sense. How do we do this? And how do we make it just part of what we do every day? And then we're here today. (laughs) So we um, transformed our market with a lot of education and technical guidance, worked very closely and continue to work very closely with IVHS on a daily basis to basically help a market and its citizens make different choices in how they roof and build, and then educate everybody that has any reason to be involved in that built structure to understand why doing something a little different makes a huge difference in the resilience of of a structure's performance in really bad weather. What do you see as the future of roofing amid climate change? And do you think a fortified roof could someday become the norm? Hey, Carrie, I'll chime in on that a little bit. So at IBHS, a couple of things that, that really stand out. We do need to encourage a greater number of adaptation strategies when it comes to climate change. And Fortified is uniquely positioned to provide some ready-made solutions that people can implement either when they're building new or when they're re-roofing an existing home. And, you know, a couple of things that folks should be aware of, we've had now over 50,000 homes that have experienced at least one landfalling hurricane or severe wind event since they were fortified. And we have seen stellar performance, not just in the research center, but also out there in the field. We've seen up to 35% reduction in the likelihood that somebody would need to file a claim. 
We have seen uh, up to 22% reduction in the value of a claim on a fortified home versus a non-fortified home. So basically, you're less likely to have a claim. And if you do have a claim, then it, you're less likely to have it be a severe claim if you have a fortified roof. And then finally, we've done a study recently with a company called CoreLogic looking at how disasters lead to default rates for folks with mortgages on their homes. And if you have a resilient home, like a home with a fortified roof, there's a, a 50% reduction in the potential for a default following a, a natural disaster. So all of those things, I think, are creating an environment where we are likely to see more and more of the things that we do in Fortified finding their way into the model building codes that are used in municipalities across the country. And Carrie, I would also just add that if we think about our most vulnerable members and homeowners in our communities, some of them may not be able to afford homeowner's insurance in the definition or in the um, aspect that we would necessarily think you need homeowner's insurance. It may just not be obtainable at any given point. What we've seen in the past storms, following up exactly what Fred is saying, is that for those um, low to moderate income families that may not be able to have that security of insurance, for those homes that were re-roofed to that fortified standard, with assistance from nonprofits in the community, went through significant hurricane events, but were not displaced from their homes. They were under evacuation, they evacuated, but they were able to come home and start recovering immediately and not be displaced. And these are our families who may not have the resources to live away from their home for a long period of time to do those repairs or to, to have to live offsite and not with all of their belongings and be able to cook at home. And so you've just taken out that conversation of insurance that I was talking about earlier, and you just talk about our more vulnerable populations. If we as a nation can move our affordable housing, which, thank you, Federal Home Loan Bank Dallas has bravely stepped into this space and is leading the charge on this, we can truly transform what some of our communities look like post-disaster. A big reason why Fortified Fund was created by FHLP Dallas was to expand the understanding of what it can accomplish, that we can't provide enough funds to make a grant to everybody that, that could potentially qualify. But if we can, in the process of helping quite a few people, uh, further educate builders, developers, roofers, community leaders on the benefits of building this way day in and day out, then, then the communities of our five-state district will all be better. Julie, you had talked earlier about Smart Home kind of getting its start in the Mobile, Alabama area. And I understand that you also have partnered with the Louisiana Department of Insurance on a home resiliency program along the Gulf Coast. Could you tell us a little bit about that program? Yes, thanks, Carrie. Part of the success that Alabama has seen, so Fred shared with you there's over 50,000 um, fortified structures. Alabama holds a little over 43,000 of those structures, um, but we've been doing this a long time. So we have 
codes and policies in place. And one of the things that we have that's very successful is a state grant program that allows homeowners to apply for a no-match grant to re-roof to Fortified. The state of Louisiana, the Department of Insurance, wanted to replicate that program, and they were successful this year in building that program out, and they will be launching it in October. IBHS and Smart Home has been walking side by side with them to help them build that program and will be supporting them when they launch it in October. So it gives resources to homeowners that may not have what it takes to re-roof in this moment in time to get them to that stronger roof. Greg, how do you see FHLB Dallas's fortified fund complementing what Smart Home America is doing in Louisiana? Well, Carrie, I think you used the right word uh, in complementing. Uh, I th think that both programs can complement each other. Uh, our fortified grant programs can work with any other source of funding. We don't, you know, we're not exclusive. We want to work with other organizations, in, including the Louisiana Department of Insurance. Uh, we've talked with them in, in the process, and we think that it, it could definitely work, you know, hand in hand with each other. And before we wrap up our conversation here, I just wanted to see, is there anything I haven't asked about Fortified or the FHLB Dallas Fortified Fund that any of you would like to mention to our listeners? Yeah, Carrie. So I would like to just chime in that, you know, one of the one of the things that happens when a program like FHLB Dallas is, is initiating here is it cre increases awareness and we have a robust set of training for roofing contractors in the district, for building contractors in the district. And also we are, you know, very excited to be expanding our evaluator network in the in the district that uh, FHLB Dallas serves. So uh, for folks that are interested potentially in either obtaining training or sharing with roofers, builders and, and potential evaluators in their communities, you can go to fortifiedwise.com and take a look at, at the training that we have there. It's very affordable. It's online, self-directed, so it's it doesn't interfere with your workday. And it's a, a great way to grow uh, your business and to be prepared to help install these roofs for, for these uh, wonderful families. Resiliency in home construction is currently a very newsy topic, and I just want to thank all of you for being our guests today on the podcast. To our listeners, we thank you for listening. We encourage you to go to our respective websites to learn more. That's FHLB.com, IBHS.org, and SmartHomeAmerica.org. You can find BankCast on major podcast hosting sites such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play, and on our website at FHLB.com. Thank you very much. That's all for this edition of BankCast.